0: talk about you and me all and let's talk about love, and all right. Hi, this is Delis. Hello there, this is Jacob Minan again here. Welcome to another edition of the Let's Talk podcast. And today, Jacob and I will be reading from my book, Fighting the Good Fight. We'll be reading from the very first chapter. This chapter is titled Submission with Love. Jacob is going to do the reading. And immediately after that, we'll spend some time to point out the key points of this chapter that we think as you read and talk to your spouse, you should focus on. And then we'll close out with a quick prayer and that will be it. So we'll start
1: off with a prayer. But let us pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts, fill the hearts
0: of, the faithful, of your faithful, and, and them in the fire of your love, your love. Send forth, forth your spirit, spirit, and they shall they be created,
1: created and, and thou, thou shalt renew shall the face, the of, face of, of the earth. O Lord, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did, did, did destroy the hearts of the faithful,
0: grant that by the same Spirit,
1: we may be truly wise, and never rejoice in His
0: consolation. Through the same Christ our Lord, Amen.
1: In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Chapter 1 submission with love scripture passage husbands love your wives just as christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy cleansing her by the washing with water through the word ephesians 5 verse 25 to 26 dear husband the bible says he who loves his wife loves himself ephesians 5 verse 20. this passage holds the key to a successful marriage from the husband's perspective consider how you care for your own body daily From morning routines like brushing your teeth and dressing up to ensuring you're well-fed and hydrated throughout the day. For those who exercise, you go the extra mile to maintain your body's health. This care reflects your love for yourself. Just as you care for your own body through these daily routines, it is essential to consider how you care for your wife who is an extension of your own being. In the second creation story, we are told that God, in his infinite wisdom, intentionally created a woman from the body of the man. He formed her from the man's rib, signifying a deep connection, equality, and unity of body. Your wife is not separate from you. She is an integral part of who you are. That is why the Bible says, A man will leave his father and mother and be united with his wife, and the two will become one body. Genesis 2 verse 24. Understanding this truth is vital to loving her as your own body. At the very heart of marriage lies a profound concept of love. Just as buildings require strong foundations to stand tall and withstand storms, marriages need the foundation of love to thrive and endure life's challenges. This foundational love is not just any love. It's the kind of love that is selfless, unwavering, and eternal. John 3, 16 beautifully encapsulates this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. This passage doesn't just speak of a fleeting affection or a momentary passion. It speaks of a love so deep and boundless that it led to the ultimate sacrifice. God's love for the world was not based on the world's perfection or worthiness, but on his immense grace and mercy. In the same way, husbands, The love you show to your wife should not be contingent on perfection or conditions. It should be a love that sees beyond flaws, that stands firm in trials, and that chooses the other person every single day. When love is the foundation, every other virtue, patience, humility, trust, finds its place. It becomes the lens through which you view your wife, leading to understanding, forgiveness, and growth. So, how can you truly love your wife? Let's draw inspiration from two examples, Christ's love for the church, his body, and St. Joseph's love for his wife, Mary. Christ's sacrificial love for the church is a profound demonstration of selflessness. He gave himself for the sake of people who may not even appreciate or reciprocate his love. Likewise, as a husband, you are called to die to yourself daily and give of yourself by loving your wife. Sacrifice your own desires, wants, and needs, putting her well-being above your own, This selfless act is the secret law to loving your wife fully. Practically speaking, let's look at the example of St. Joseph. Despite not fully understanding the situation, Joseph chose to show grace to his betrothed wife, Mary, when he discovered she was pregnant. He planned to quietly send her away, sparing her from embarrassment or shame. His decision to extend grace and to love her, regardless of her merits, exemplified true love. Joseph's virtue of humility played a significant role in his ability to act with grace. Humility is a precious gift that a husband can give himself and his marriage. Ephesians 4 verse 1 urges us to live in a manner worthy of the calling we have received. Being married is a divine calling, a call from God to complete and complement your spouse, an imperfect person just like yourself. To achieve true unity and oneness, live with humility, gentleness, patience and love. These qualities will enable you to bear with each other and preserve the bond of peace within your marriage. Ephesians 4 verse 2. It is common for many of us to struggle with humility and gentleness, especially when it comes to our spouses. I have witnessed couples who have battled for years with a wife complaining about her husband's harshness while he argues that his actions are driven by his care and concern for her. In truth, both perspectives have validity, but what they lack is the bone of gentleness and humility in their relationship. To grow this bone of gentleness and humility, a husband has to be intentional about offering grace to his wife. The gift of grace is one of the most transformative acts a husband can offer in his marriage. Grace, by its very definition, is an unmerited favor. It's choosing to show kindness and understanding even when it might seem undeserved. In the context of your marriage, it means looking beyond the immediate flaws, mistakes or misunderstandings of your wife, and choosing to respond with compassion. It's about seeing the bigger picture, understanding the journey you are both on, and deciding to walk hand in hand even during the challenging times. This act of grace, this decision to offer a merited favor, Becomes a healing balm that mends rifts and strengthens the bond between you and your wife. The next chapter on authority will help you to delve deeper into cultivating this mindset of grace and understanding its profound impact. There, you will find insights and guidance on how to weave grace into the very fabric of your marriage. As a husband, it is essential that you cultivate the bone of humility and gentleness within yourself. Seek to understand your wife's perspective, be patient. And choose words and actions that reflect understanding and respect. Nurture an environment of grace where both of you can grow and thrive together. Embrace the divine calling to love your wife as yourself. And let humility and grace guide your actions and decisions. Prayer for Husband Heavenly Father, I come before you as a husband seeking your guidance in loving my wife as myself. Help me to understand the depth of our unity and the importance of sacrificial love. Grant me the humility and selflessness needed to put her needs above my own, to die to myself daily for the sake of our marriage. Teach me to extend grace and gentleness, as exemplified by St. Joseph, and to foster an atmosphere of love, respect, and unity. May our marriage reflect your love for the church. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. Reflection Question Husband, how can you demonstrate sacrificial love and selflessness in your marriage, following the example of Christ's love for the church? Wife, how do you perceive when your husband demonstrates sacrificial love and selflessness in your marriage? Action step for the week: Take a moment each day this week to perform a small act of selfless love for your spouse, whether it's preparing your favorite meal, writing them a heartfelt note, or listening attentively to their concerns.
0: Thank you, Jacob, for that reading of um, today's chapter. The Chapter today really dives into love and uh, love of yourself and love of your wife. I say love of yourself because if you don't love yourself, then you cannot emulate what the first part there says, say, love your wife as yourself. So it's both here. You have to love yourself enough to know how to love your wife. And sometimes that's a, a concept that people don't get much. But I want us to spend
1: some time and just talk about the highlights. Yes. And the first major thing that I'd like to point out, I I was really excited when I got the chance, uh, like maybe a year and a half, two years ago, to read the full uh, section from Ephesians 5, verse 21 to 33. And I keep happy that every husband or every male friend that I come across, you need to read that entire section because there's a blurb in Ephesians 5, 22. Not 21, 22, that talks about women being submissive to their husband. And we we'll repeat this at, at nauseam to, to our wives and say, oh, she's not submissive to me. I have all those complaints. But if you see the opening paragraph here, it reaches just the Ephesians 5 21, that says we should be submissive to each other. And then goes on to talk about the, the husband loving the wife and being willing to die. All of those are verses in that stretch from verse 21 to 33 of Ephesians. That has a thing about 13 verses. One, the very opening verse talks about both of you being submissive to each other. The second talks about wife being submitted to the husband. But the remaining 10 verses is describing the different ways by which the husband has to be submissive to the wife, which actually boils unto to her. But the husband has to give this sacrificial love to the wife, be able to die for himself, to, to be able to live for, for his marriage and for his wife. That's interesting because
0: the mm-hmm. verse of this chapter it's also taken from Ephesians five, right? And it says right so, in 20, the middle of that yeah. stretch, it goes, yeah. it does
1: verse twenty-five and twenty-six. Yeah, yeah,
0: and it talks about loving. But I think the key concept here is that this verse invites us to be submissive to each other in reverence for Christ. It says, "Be submissive to each other in reverence for Christ, like unto Christ." and it goes on to really break down the ways we can be submissive to each other. And we're going to talk about the wife's own way in about a a week or two. But for the husband, the way you're called to be submissive to your wife is to love, to loving your wife. Right. And and the the question is how do you love your wife? And and this chapter goes into talking about um understanding that your wife is the same, is one body with you, right? And and that's why we start by saying a lot of us we do so much to take care of our body. We eat well, we exercise, we get up in the morning, we groom ourselves, we do all these things to take care of our body. We just remember that. Your wife is an extension of for you. And and that body that you're taking care of is the same way. If you just viewed your wife as your body, you need to also take care of her. And the best way you can take care of your wife is through love. It's true love that you can submit to her. It's true
1: yeah, love. see so following from that list, then this chapter, you beautifully open it up with, with 25 to 26 of Ephesians 5 that talks about. The husband loving the wife as christ loved the church uh, but then it follows right there with verse 28 that actually says he who loves his wife loves himself so if you do all the, the bodily care things that you do for yourself on daily basis the grooming and all of that it's because you love your body and all, all that passage is just simply telling you therefore is love your wife exactly that way that you love yourself see in your wife yourself when you look at your wife do you see you if you do then it becomes easier to love your wife because you could not hurt yourself. Then it becomes easier to be intentional in taking care of your wife.
0: And I think that if you go for that, a lot of people say, I love my wife, right? And if that's what is required, I love my wife. But then the question is, what Um, type of love are we uh, talking uh, about here, right? It's not just the love that you say, love you, honey, love you, babe. It's a deeper love. It's what is called the sacrificial love.
1: yeah, no, and not to take away from the verbal expressions because here, says that some people might resort to saying that, oh, when we grew up with our grandparents, our parents showed love, they didn't they didn't articulate love verbally. They didn't verbalize love, but they demonstrated love in actions. No, please, uh, we don't want to take away from from verbalizing love, uh, but what we're saying that it's deeper if you if you demonstrate love. It's complementary. They have the two have to go together. In right. fact, we are assuming that it becomes easier for you to say you love somebody a minute when you actually show that you love the person through your actions. When you start doing things that demonstrate that you love somebody, caring about them, it becomes a lot easier for you to to say in words that you love them because at that time you believe it. What you're saying, you actually believe it, and the person that's hearing you believes you. They're not doubting you. They're not shaking their head and thinking that you're just. It's very easy for you to just. Use those words because in, and now nowadays we just throw those words around sometimes. And sometimes the intention is to take advantage of somebody because you think that it's a sweet thing for somebody to hear you say you love them. Even when deep down, you know, you don't, you, you, when push comes to, to shove, you will not be able to give them that sacrificial love.
0: Yeah. There's some very quick, easy ways to ask yourself if you're showing sacrificial love, right? Some of those quick, easy things is, would I let it go for her? right, or for him. I think we should not
1: just talk only to the Well, I get it why men. you're talking about her, then, because yeah. this is the opening, right? The man kind yeah. of the household, yeah. you, you're very yeah. intentional to open this book on the first chapter by focusing on the man yeah. and on how he submits a true love. Uh, and, and you're going to get to the women. So I don't mind you. you can to all them, tell yeah. yeah, would you? Yeah. I think those are some of the things. Would you
0: yeah. let it go for her, right? Would you, and those are the dying to yourself. Would you... Do you see that it is, it is something that yeah could be pleasurable for you, but you see she should be happy if you don't do that thing that will be pleasurable for you. And so you let it go because you seek her happiness first. You seek her being um, fulfilled first, and so you let it go. Those tiny little things, that's what they're talking about, that sacrificial yeah, love.
1: And I guess when you're saying let it go, too, it's also because of the fact that the love for your wife then has to be unconditional. It's not conditioned on your wife being perfect or, or yeah. anything. If you've crossed that initial point of deciding that this is the one I'm gonna live the rest of my life with, mm-hmm. I want you past the euphoric phase of of love and all the excitement, your love for your wife and showing them love is not conditioned on anything anymore. It's unconditional love. Yeah. It is selfless.
0: Yeah, especially because if when you've made that decision that this is the one I'm going to s- stay with, the obvious thing that you have to remember is you guys are different people. And so you, because of your differences, you're meant to complement each other. But most often they will get on your nerves until you figure out that this is meant to be complementary. So you can step back and let her do what she has to do or she can step back and let you do what you have to do because you guys are being complementary of each other. But until you figure out that really good balance of yin and yang, what she does will get on your nerve and what he does will get, off, will get on her nerve. And that's where we start talking about understanding that you can show this sacrificial part of love by always thinking about the good of the other person.
1: So 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 it might sound a little bit dreary and depressive, but the way we talk about it, it's like, oh, the man is sacrificial love, the man is but the, the best way to to lift it up, to make it more of lifting that I can think about, the only comparison I can make with sacrificial love is the, the, the concept of forgiveness. Anybody that understands forgiveness realizes that the biggest beneficiary of forgiveness is the person that is forgiving and not the person that is forgiven. Because mm-hmm. the burden is a bit from your chest. So you don't have to be grieving about it. You don't have to be having a astritis every time you see the person that that wronged you. So this is the same thing with love, uh, with sacrificial love. If you're coming, giving sacrificial love from, from, from anger, which you just care a about the person, the, the net benefit is actually to you that is that's giving love, in which case you start worrying less about the other person's fault, the other person's imperfections yeah. and all of that. And it becomes less of a burden for you. And, and and that's why we talk about the love coming exactly the way Christ loved the church, at no point do you see Christ complaining about giving that love. So the only comparison, again, as I said, I can make decisions with sacrificial love when you think about forgiveness. If you understand the concept of forgiveness and how it benefits the person that is truly letting go, that's how sacrificial love benefits you that is giving it.
0: Yeah. And then the deeper question is how do you cultivate this sacrificial love? It's truly by growing that bone of gentleness and humility. Exactly. Yes, because. It is difficult to look the other way unless you are humble towards yourself, unless you're humble with others. You know, a lot of people say, I am humble. When they're talking bec- in context of they chose not to say this proud thing or they are about to
1: say this proud thing and they say, I'm a humble person, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And the people not prefacing something with qualifying it. You should be suspicious because, yeah. as if they know that they have this, they struggle with pride, and so they're trying to preface the statement by saying yeah. that that I'm humble. But again, not going too much again uh, uh, ahead of ourselves. this least captures this very beautifully. Subsequent chapters, mm-hmm. some of the times what is standing in the way of us and being humble are, this, are the, uh, these are fundamental weaknesses, which is our desires yeah. and our fears. Yes. But subsequent yeah. chapters capture this yeah. very brilliantly. So,
0: so if you figure out. The, the How to be humble to be, to choose to
1: be humble, to choose to so so being a little bit more selfless than selfish. Yes, yes thinking less yes. about self and more about another person. Yes, which is more of a positive feedback loop because the the better the more good you make to your to your wife, you give to your, more you give to your wife, and the happier your wife is. As people say happy wife, happy home, happy family. Yeah. Right, you get that a hundredfold, and then you can then easily be gentle towards her.
0: Right, I don't. I I can tell you, all men out there listening, that every woman wants a gentle husband. If you're gonna say that thing to her, that is gonna going to be a little bit hurtful. Say it in a gentle voice. Say it with your playful voice. Say it um, non-sarcastically. Be gentle towards her, right? And you, it, I I tell you guys, the secret to this is just, it's just that. It's once you emulate gentleness once as you send out gentleness from your voice you're immediately going to receive that gentleness once as you you're harsh about it you're immediately going to receive harsh it's like those two things attract each other if you're gentle you attract gentleness if you're harsh you're going to attract the other person being harsh so i think that it's a lot easier to show this love this selfless love that we're talking about if you're gentle and if you show humility the last but one thing that we this this chapter focuses on is the gift of grace right because some other person will say how you gentle think about it as
1: you're being grace, graceful. So undeserved favor, right? Uh, yes, yes. Unmerited favor. merited yeah. favor, yes. Which which yeah. you, uh, I mean being graceful is 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 what we typically say in common parlance, letting go. Okay. Yeah. To, to to let go is not because the other person has done something that, that, that will allow you to forgive them or, or that makes up for, for, for whatever wrong they might have made or that makes them deserve the good thing you want to do for them. You're just doing it for them because you are their husband.
0: Yeah. And, and so the gift of grace now becomes an essential part, which is why this is a Christian book, right? It's based on the Christian uh, um, uh, teaching. And one of those teaching that we are taught is to show grace because that's what Christ comes and does for us. He shows us grace where he gives some merited favor. Maybe she really didn't deserve you um, coming back to help with that thing because you told her, don't do it. But she she had won her like a million times. Yes, but but being able to circle back and help, realizing that you circling back and helping is the way you're winning her trust, is the way you're helping her to see a different view, is the way you you are making sure that you too don't both fall in that trap. Right? That gift of grace is just the secret sauce to showing love. And so think about it as you go about your day as you do this exercise with your with your partner ask yourself about that gift of grace how much grace are you how, are you able to show to each other and how much grace are you guys willing to start showing to each other and grace by its definition is unmerited favor unmerited favor so we've come to the cl- conclusion of this chapter and uh, we hope you take the time
1: to just um, read it again, read it with your spouse, talk about it. Spend some time and talk about a reflection question and also the exercise for for the week. Those two is where you really need to spend time because as we keep repeating, the read of the chapter is probably just 8 to 10 minutes, but you spend the full 30 minutes so you can really explore the reflection question and the, the action item for the week. Uh, and get and then again, uh, remember on Thursday we're going to have a live chat. So, for those of you that have the time, you can then join in. I may actually be able to share if you want to your reflection questions or some of these action items that they thought about, or we'll just ask other questions. Okay, so, before Jacob prays,
0: let me just give you quick reminders Thursday, join us for live chat. Second quick reminder, we talked about the youth camp last week. The youth camp, um, for Young adults between the age of 14 and 18, they can all sign up now to come for the youth camp. It is the second week in July.
1: Really from the second Sunday to the third Sunday. Yes, of July. second
0: Sunday to the third Sunday of July. So um, talk to your children about it. Talk to those that um, you know about it and help them sign up. And for those that are interested in the The couples pilgrimage that we do, we're working on that. It will be coming up soon. And also some couples retreats that are set for this year, they will also be coming up soon. So keep an eye on that on our website. And remember to like, share, and subscribe to this channel. We'll now have Jacob say a closing
1: prayer. Uh, Let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we come before you as couples seeking to love one another as Christ loves the church. Grant us the grace to die to ourselves daily and to sacrificially love our spouses. Help us cultivate humility, gentleness, and patience that we may bear with one another in love. Strengthen our bone of unity and fill our hearts with the desire to serve and care for one another selflessly. Guide us in our actions this week. As we strive to demonstrate your love in our marriage, in Jesus' name we pray, Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Let's talk about
0: love.